0: Hey. Woo. hey aloha and welcome to wisdom dialogue with hope johnson coming from hawaiian paradise park again hooray i'm home hey. on the beautiful big island of hawaii mm-hmm. yes
1: Where it's wet
0: it's very wet mm-hmm. yes
1: mm-hmm.
0: yes so before we came on we were talking about the jesus revolution I don't know if you guys have heard or noticed or whatever, um, but that show, The Chosen, which I've been talking about for a couple weeks, um, it's they have three seasons. I haven't finished the third season yet. My daughter, Akea, just got turned on to it, and she finished all three seasons. She went back to the beginning and started watching it again. <laughs> Lori just watched the trailer for the movie. Yeah, it's like it's they're like hours. They're like an each one's like an hour long. She's like binge yeah. watching this, uh, this Jesus Revolution. Really good. It goes along with the scripture really well. My mom told me that. I I don't have that much memory of the scripture since I did all that when I was super young, and then kind of like okay, that's enough. Uh, just you know, basically, I was raised in a cult, and the dude who ran the cult was a sex craze craze fucker so it was like this weird thing going on and, and it really it, you know it had a lot to do with Jesus in a lot of ways but in some ways it was like perverted so <laughs> I was like I was like fuck that stuff and kind of like went away from it um but my mom told me that that is exactly like to the t uh it's it's like written uh, as the scripture and Jesus is not perverted in any kind of way shape or form. He's also not into sex. I doubt he ever had any sex. But the <laughs> but the new age thing will will put put it like him and Mary Magdalene were doing all these things <laughs> which is like far from, it's a far cry from any of that kind of stuff. It's not like that at all. In fact, that's a misinterpretation. It's that, uh, you know, the, the knowledge, our knowledge, which we need to remember, like we forgot it and we need to remember it. It is like a, the the like the impulses that we get from that can be interpreted to be sexual. And that's why these people get tripped off in these cults and stuff and they and they interpret it as sexual. I get that sense too. Uh like even when I was called to Vipassana, it felt like a lover. It felt like a it felt like a um almost like a romantic kind of calling. So this thing that we're, we're looking for, uh we're looking for this sexual connection. That's like trying to bridge that thing with uh with something in the perception, it's really like missing the mark because it it's uh it's and you know, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing or anything, it's just it's just distracting, it's just you know, it's distracting people. Um, and that's why they had like all those cults in the 70s, they were just getting tripped off. Um, you know, having a bunch of sex and getting the kids to have sex once they're 12, like they're involved too. And like, you don't say no, when someone says, Hey, uh, will you like share with me? You, You know, you don't say no to that. You just like do it. So that was a big reason why I was turned off from it. Um, and a lot of people in that same group that I was in would get turned off from it because of that weird sexual thing that would, would go on. And now I see that it is kind of like when you get in the spirit and you get in, um, you get connected to what you might, you know, I heard Jesus call the super conscious. You might call the super conscious that is, um, kind of like related, kind of like related with what we consider a sexual thing, but it has nothing to do with sex at all. It's such a trip. Um, So, so that's a, that's a thing. Um, And, and, and so when I watched, when I watched the show and, you know, my friend Gota too, she was telling me like, at the end of every single one she's crying it's like so touching and so and so moving um it's like it's like wow oh that's who he is okay which you know i have had a relationship with jesus when i was a child it was just that all this different stuff that was coming and i was kind of like ah, fuck that you know and then more recently through a course in miracles and kind of like getting to know the message and stuff um just learning oh wow this you You know, this guy's, yeah, he's right on. (laughs) He's totally right on. And he's not saying, I'm your Lord, I'm your God. I know that's a huge turnoff for people and it should be. You know, he's not saying that. It's just that he's so aware of what the truth is that he can lead you. Like if you ask him to guide your mind, he could actually guide your mind. And that's what I do at this point in time. I ask him, uh, you know, to like, what should I do? Because, you know, it's like he's already uh, seen through this whole illusion and knows. And also, you know, He's told me that he could guide everything, even all these things that don't even matter. Like he can guide everything. And if I'm asking, then I'm sure, I'm certain that I'm getting the answer, okay? That's how it is. He's not one to say that you should bow down to me or um, I am your Lord or something like that. It's not like that at all. It's more like a brother who has gone further along the path and he's able to reveal things to you, and he talks to everyone. He really does. He talks to everyone. A lot of people don't realize he's talking to them, <laughs> but he is talking to everyone. It's amazing. And if he and if you just you, you know you just ask, and he can ask to to hear from him, he will guide your mind, and in a in a really sweet, good way. So. So Jesus Revolution, that's, that's gonna. that's going to be uh, that's just come out or maybe it's going to be coming out next weekend. I'm not sure. Um, but in addition to that, Tony's been showing me there's been these news stories. There's this one um, college in Kentucky where they were having their chapel. I guess it was I don't know when they were having their chapel. But I I guess this morning it was up to 250 hours of praise. Mm -hmm. They're just like, and and the energy is so huge. It almost makes me want to get, almost (laughs) makes me want to get back on a plane. (laughs) Because the energy Mm -hmm. in that chapel, it's like been 250 hours. That's a long time. People been praising the whole time. They're singing, they're rejoicing. Yeah, I guess it was like last week, maybe it was last week on Sunday or something like that. Um, but they've they just nonstop 24 hours and the place is packed and the energy is huge and everyone's just praising and rejoicing. And, and it's like, it's like, Whoa, what's going on here? This is, this is amazing. Uh, people are getting just like filled with the spirit right now. And then, um, and then he also told me that they st- they have a huge march going on in Cal in Santa Monica, California, a Jesus march. These aren't protests, you guys. This is a bunch of people just rejoicing. Okay. Cause it's, it, cause you know, people are, people are realizing, oh, this is th- this is what we need. This is what we need right now. We need direction. Okay. Where we've been misdirected. That's why there's wars. That's why there's stupid bullshit going on. It all has to do with a misguided misdirected mind. And, you know, a a big part of that too, is all this salaciousness going on, you know, all this sexual stuff. I start hearing about sex dungeons and all this, you know, all this different stuff. It's like, it's like you got these extremes. So when you go so extreme like this, you know, it's like the, it's like the, the wholesomeness also pops up. The purity also pops up, you know, cause it's like, uh, it, it's like, it's like, none of this, none of this stuff is a sin. None of this stuff is like, is a sinful thing. It's just that it's distracting. Okay. It's distracting. Cause everyone wants, you know what, you know what everyone wants, everyone's, everyone wants connection, knowledge, awareness of the truth. And that is symbolically it's related in our minds with an orgasm. <laughs> so we're looking for it like this <laughs> by getting friction with our bodies <laughs> this will bring me this will bring me to the truth right uh and the polyamorous same kind of thing you know that just really dawned on me i was kind of like oh that's the same kind of thing it's kind of like you know let me see how i can get that i can get it for myself i can get that what i what i threw away for myself in this world. And, you know, it's like all this, uh, it's like all this confusion. And, and, and so, you know, you're going to get the opposite of that too. And a lot of people are turning, they're going, Oh, wait a minute. I was misguided. And that's really all it is. It's misguided all this transgender stuff. Also it's misguided. It's just, it's just like, you know, it's, it's like this, this thing, like we're going to, uh, we're gonna change ourselves. It's like our bodies are ourselves, first of all, <laughs> which they're not. <laughs> and and we're gonna and we're gonna change ourselves and just putting this into our mind like there's something wrong with us and stuff needs to be changed to the tune of cutting shit off, right? Like or <laughs> adding stuff. Her, her, her adding stuff. <laughs> basically hurting yourself. You know, it's like, it's like, it's gone to a major extreme. What we're seeing is a major extreme. And that's why we're seeing all this, um, all this, you know, uh, revelation. It's like people are having revelations. They're like, "Holy shit!" It's like <laughs> we've just been misguided. We just need guidance right now, and and that's how we're gonna see that our perception gets cleared up too, and how the world is perfect. We're just misperceiving it. The world is actually perfect, and we're having a misperception. Like there's all this imperfection arising. <laughs> so so it's really exciting to me and uh and you know i encourage people to to watch that show the chosen i don't know i i can i can definitely speak for the chosen it's very moving it is very moving and you might think like you know when i first saw the name i'm like i don't need to watch that the chosen as if some people are chosen you know that was the idea that they had um but jesus would come and tell them hey You know, I know you guys, I I know you guys are the chosen. Okay, you're the chosen people, but you have to realize that you're you're in spiritual debt right now. You have to realize that you're in spiritual debt and that you have a need, that you actually have a need. And that's the thing. We are not we're we're trying to uh we're trying to cut that off as if we don't have a spiritual need, as if we just have these these physical needs, like sexual, financial, uh, finding what our purpose is, and just a bunch of stupid stuff, you know. But our need is uh, it is for God, you know. It's a it's for alignment with the truth. That's really our need in all of this. So hooray, everyone! Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Revolution, Revolution Wednesday. Oh, it comes out Wednesday. Oh, Ash Wednesday. <laughs> what fun
1: <laughs> i saw a pat roberts report while i was in oahu
0: yeah
1: and they're going for some reason all of the youth are dropping out of the christian organization these days there's a big movement of kids that are leaving the religious movement mm-hmm. because and and he's going but i think it might be good
0: oh yeah well it, well it, it went astray it's gone astray for a long time you know it's it's been run by uh, people who want to control people. You know, you can see that with all the molestation in the Catholic Church, right? And whenever stuff starts getting like that, you know, people have gone astray. And it's all about like controlling, uh, controlling the mind. Basically, they make this uh, illusory uh, separation between church and state, which is not (laughs) really the case. So, you know, for a long time, religion, organized religion has been turning people off. And who knows now that all these people are are seeing, oh, this is really. Um, what Jesus is about is our salvation and our knowing, and, you know, basically it wipes away all of the anxiety over your life, which is huge. You know, that, that, uh, no anxiety when you're having your anxiety cleared up you know it's like it's like less physical issues uh fewer Wars you know the only way you can get into a war with someone is if you're seeing yourself as separate same thing with conflict it's like it's only if you're seeing yourself as as separate if you could have conflict with anyone to where you actually want to hurt someone's uh, you know especially or you, you think you got to kill them right?
1: Killing,
0: yep. killing ourselves and then you, you know you and you got you got the the news reports oh this is so pretty thank you kai molino <laughs> oh, for those of you listening later this is a big ass flower that i'm showing people <laughs> big ass yellow flower with red in the middle <laughs> a <big> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> a um, yeah <laughs>
0: It classic. No. Yeah, I go like this. Then Cover my whole
1: face.
0: Back in Hawaii with <laughs> big flowers <laughs> and lots of rain. Oh, that's my boy Braun. So, uh, you, as you guys know, I had an amazing time in Chicago, um, got to hang out in snow and rain and a little bit of rain, not, not like here. Um, it was really warm in the house. They kept it nice and warm for me with a fireplace and stuff like that. And nice things to wear, really nice things to wear. Um, got to hang out with my friend's parents. She goes to bed early. So, um, I was hanging out with her parents and we're having drinks, you know, we're having some wine and, um, hanging out with them. And, and they're really interesting. They're so uh, they're, they're so into, um, basically, you know, uh, being being good people, and that's really sweet. I mean, that's how I found out about them a lot. They're not religious at all from what I can tell. In fact, they're kind of like, like we were watching The Chosen and they were like, no, they're like not into that at all. Um, which I can see, you know, it's like, it, it's because it's so weird. It's been brought about to be so strange, you know? Um, and, you know, they have all this alcohol in the house. And one thing the dad was saying was, Um, it was like, yeah, we have all this alcohol around and we don't drink a lot of alcohol. We drink alcohol like every night, um, but don't drink a lot of it. And they're explaining it to me how they have all this alcohol available to the kids. The kids can have some too, if they want to. And so the kids, it's so funny because my friend Goda, their daughter, she doesn't drink at all. not even a drop. (laughs) I didn't meet her, I didn't meet her older brother, but you know, he sounds like he's like one of those guys that doesn't drink a bunch either. And then their their little kid, who's like 14 years old, probably doesn't really give a shit about it yet. It was something that really, you know, it, it's it really revealing about how our culture is trying to make things so wrong. And you know, the same thing with sexual too. It's making it so wrong in the first place that has people running to it. And like here in the U.S., we make alcohol really wrong, right? Wrong, and yet it's advertised, so funny, and taxed like a mofo and all this other stuff, right? (laughs) And then you go to the grocery store, and like, like here at Malama, you go to the grocery store, and in order to get to the checkout, you walk through aisles of alcohol, all these pretty colors and stuff. It's like if you're a kid, you're thinking, yeah. I want some of that, you yeah, know, I'm 70. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Billy's 70. He's going crazy in there. He's like, look at all this alcohol. <laughs> but, but I noticed that too, from having visited Italy, um, kids alcohol. can drink in Italy. That's fine. Uh, you can buy alcohol in Italy and everything, and they don't have a bunch of what you would call alcoholics, which, you know, if you heard me before, you know, there's no such thing as that because it's all just mental. Okay. It's not like you're physically addicted to anything. Um, but, you know, in, in Italy, they don't have that, that it's very rare. You know why? Cause it's not demonized. That's the thing that so, so it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like some kind of uh weird psychology where we're making this thing really bad and kind of like making people want it more. And not only that, if you start drinking and you feel like you like it, and then you feel guilty about it because it was bad, because it was a bad thing to do, what do you end up doing? You end up doing it more. It's almost like punishing yourself. It is like punishing yourself. You know, then it's not even, it's it's not even fun anymore. It's just like, it becomes like, you know, what you would call an addiction. And that's basically like this will to harm yourself, to make yourself more and more guilty Because you think it's a guilty thing. And that's why I tell my friends, you know, uh, like I have friends who are really into sex right now, you know, they're like, I just got to get some, I know you're, I know you're saying this stuff about sex, but I just feel like I got to get some sex. I tell my friends, play it out. (laughs) Go ahead. You know, it's not going anywhere. It's not. It's not really hurting anything, but if you don't play it out, the thing is if you're if you're depriving yourself, if you're de- repressing yourself, you're it's gonna take you even longer to see. And the thing is, you're going to see no matter what, and you're gonna get there quicker, the easier and gentler you are on yourself. Just allowing yourself to have the experiences, if that's what you feel like you have to do, you have to do the polyamory thing, whatever, that's what you feel like you have to do, then go ahead, do it, go ahead, fuck like bunnies, okay, until you get to the point where you're like, hell, this is not, this is not really what I'm seeking, but like, you know you you got to see that in your own way so it's not like any of this stuff is a bad thing when you start to feel depressed and you start to feel like oh this is uh this is heavy and it it isn't giving me what i want then you're going to start looking around and being like okay there's gotta be another way. There's gotta be a, a way that I can see uh and not just like accumulate all these bodies, you know. They call them kills, my my son told me. They call them kills now. How many kills you got? Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. In the name of
1: Right. <laughs> notches on my like, do not they just cut a notch?
0: There used to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it used to be notches, you know. Uh know. who was it like like Joan Jett or something that sung about notch at notch on her lipstick case? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> notch on <my> <laughs> <laughs> yeah me a good, shot. hit me with your best shot oh yeah, yeah that old music is the best huh? song <laughs> <laughs> yay Akea's on my daughter Akea
1: yay
0: so last week Akea heard me say something about being triggered by her and I know I didn't elaborate on that very much Um, she wasn't on last week and she heard me later on she's like Hey mom, I heard you say you were triggered by me. And she's like, she's like, what, well, what is it? And the thing is, you know what? It's not really anything. And there's definitely nothing I want Akeya to change about herself. This is just how it is, you know, and are relating. um, And, and different people are triggered by different people. It's not necessarily that if you're a mom, you're going to be triggered by your daughter. Um, <laughs> But, you know, in, in yeah. Yeah. And it's not like it's not like it's a bad thing. And go to notice, too, because Akea and I were sharing a room, too. And, you know, she just has a different style than I do. Uh, You know, from my perception, there's more anxiety. And she might agree with with me on that. Um, There's more anxiety. It's kind of like this uh, uh, this uh, scattery kind of energy. And, you know, that tends to get a rise out of me, which I love. (laughs) And I love her even more because of it. I mean, it's like, it's, it's like, it's a beautiful thing actually. And, and uh, I don't try, I don't try to get out of it. I mean, the thought occurred to me, I could have gotten another room in the mansion, you know, it's a mansion. There was another room I could take. Um, But I was like, no, I want to be with my daughter. I'm going to stay. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to persevere through this. (laughs) (laughs) and she was so sweet too you know she I know it's great she she was so sweet too I could tell she was like she was like trying to be I don't know if she knew this in her own consciousness but I could tell that she was trying to be considerate of me you know I'm just kind of like quiet like to go to bed a little bit earlier than her and um and uh and also you know uh kind of like things uh, that. <laughs> persevere. She's laughing. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and what else? Oh yeah. Um, you know, when, once her stuff comes in there, it's like, there's all this stuff in there, you know, but again, I don't want her to change anything. That's not what it is. And, and then go to ask me too. like, after she was gone, she's like, I could tell you are getting triggered maybe you should have had another room and I'm like no because the point is for me <laughs> there for me to be with her and she's like oh yeah that's right the point is uh the the point is that you know it's it's just a, it's just for me to see and it doesn't it, it's not like getting triggered by someone bothers me at all I just breathe through that because that's where that's where the learning comes in you know it's like this, uh, this illusion that we made is meant to make us feel separate. And people who seem to be different from us might be triggering to us. And my daughter said, you never trigger me though, mom, you never trigger me. And, 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 you know, that's, that's okay too. She's like, (laughs) I mean, I get the sense with my daughter that she just wants to go right back into my womb (laughs) and she's so loving to me and sweet. And she's always kissing me and hugging me and stuff. And, and, you know, I think it's awesome and, and it makes me want to be around her more. It's, it's perfect for me. So, um, you know, if you're getting triggered by any of your family members and I know it does occur You know, um, it's like, (laughs) it's like husbands, it happens with husbands and wives. You might just notice, you know, you feel like they're, maybe they're talking to you and you just feel kind of like annoyed with them. That's what I'm talking about. You know, you just feel kind of like annoyed with, but it's not really about them, right it's just about investing in these bodies and 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 so that really helps us to see it. and i feel like it actually brings us closer through our willingness to see through the trigger and not make it about the person See, what we tend to do in our minds is make the person out to be different from us. They're not different from us. We're, we're making that perception as if they're different from us so that we can get this sense of separation and be believing in it. But we don't have to do that. We can get the sense of separation and use our uh, our ability to deny Anything that's meaningless, which is separation, is meaningless. So it actually brings us closer. So so Lori says, I'm triggered by my mom, and I'm seeing that this wants to be right. And so does that. Oh, that your okay. that that your mind wants to be right. And so does hers. Okay, it's totally about the person. We are totally the same. And that's the thing. We get triggered by people uh, when. They're demonstrating something that we don't want to be, but we are. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know. It's like, like I get, I get the sense, I get the sense with my daughter that there's this anxiety, and you know, it, it's like you could say that, that there's a sense of not wanting the anxiety within myself, like pushing that away instead of embracing it, and you know when I got home, what, as soon as I got home, I got such a, such a sense of anxiety. I really did. It just like, like hit me so hard where I was just feeling like, so, uh, like kind of, kind of depressed, kind of like my life sucks. Um, like all these, all this different stuff that would make a person feel anxious, you know? And I know when I'm going through that, I'm asking for guidance, Um, and you know, it lasted for probably like three, four, five hours, something like that. Um, but it's really hard, you know, it's really hard to perceive like that. And I'm glad that I can perceive like that from time to time because it gives me compassion for people who are perceiving like that a lot more often. And I don't know specifically what my daughter goes through, but she did share with me, you know, she's in a relationship right now that she's not super stoked with. You know, I was talking a couple of weeks ago about a friend who was saying that she was with someone on meth and she was asking me about that because her partner's on meth. And and my daughter goes, Mom, I just found out my partner's been on meth like this whole time, you know, so th- that, you know, that's like that's a perception that you could get that could make yourself, you know, feel like kind of anxious like one part is she doesn't have a car she could drive because he's been tweaking on the cars you know but if you're not familiar with meth i am because i you know before i was married with this uh husband that i have right now i the husband that i had before which happens to be a biological father he was on meth okay And they think they're fixing shit all the time when they're actually breaking stuff. (laughs) So, (laughs) so we end up with a car, no cars driving because they think they're mechanics. (laughs) They go out there and fix the cars. (laughs) They fix them so good. You can't drive them. (laughs) 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 Helping us out big time. Right. (laughs) Save now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so number one in a situation like that, you know, it's like forgiveness, of course, the person on meth is actually helping you out, you know, they're revealing to you something. And, and, and in this case, you know, you may be feeling really anxious. I know I was, um, when I, when I was with a person and I was pregnant too at the time and I was with a person and he was tweaking, um, and just the tweaky energy you know the tweaky vibes and i was hanging out i was i was hanging out with a ks dude i i love this dude he's freaking awesome you might think you know and 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 i and i'm sure he thinks cuz he's uh he's expressed it before um like how could you like this guy if he's with your daughter and he's on meth uh but you know i like i like not only like him i love him um i think he's awesome do I encourage my daughter to stay with him? No, I also don't encourage my daughter to leave him because that's not up to me. And they're going to be together for as long as they need to be together. Because remember, maximal healing. That's the thing, maximal healing. And one thing I shared with my daughter, you know, and anyone else who happens to have a partner on meth is you know if you if you don't want to be attracting methy people don't be methy and you don't have to be on meth to be methy okay it's, it's there's a certain vibe to this okay it's a way of thinking it's a it's a really um uh it's a it's a way of thinking where it's like all this anxiety, and I know it's not easy when you're having the perception, like of course, you know it seems like it's so justified to be anxious when you're having this perception. It's kind of like there's a sense that like you're trapped in this thing, you know it's like uh all the money's going to meth, and, you know they're not taking care of you and they're not taking care of themselves and all this other stuff, but you know the solution really is. To go to silence, go to relaxation. Akea's got it right. She's got blocks and she's doing block therapy. That is very helpful. You know, just get the ah, because everything really is okay. Everything really is totally okay. Another thing about that is a sense like, you know, you feel bad for them. You don't want to leave them. You feel bad for them. They're lost. They need help, all this other stuff, you know. Um, The thing is, that's not your responsibility. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be tough when you know you make the break and the person's like, but I love you, I need you and and you're feeling guilty right? because you know, I love you too and I want to stay with you and all this stuff. Well, stay in the state of ah oh, letting yourself get the relaxation again and again because that's always going to show you and show you the right timing of it too. So it is always, Maximally beneficial and you get everything that you need to get out of this relating because even if the other person seems to be on meth or something like that the relating is perfect. OK, for as long as it does go on and loving and forgiveness means the other person isn't wrong. Also, they haven't done anything to you. They haven't done anything to harm you, um, irrespective of what you seem to see. But if, for instance, they're breaking your cars. Right. Um, and and they're not they're not coming up with their their share, maybe not, you know, uh, carrying their weight, as one might say. Um, none of that stuff really matters. And also, uh, you know, you're free to go, (laughs) You're, you're totally free to go. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, another thing, another one, another thing to keep in mind is that you're not beholden to them. It's not like that. It's not like you have to, um, it's not like you have to make up for anything. A lot of the times the people who are with someone on meth, they're thinking that something's wrong with them and that they, and and that they need to fix this person. That's not how it is. You don't have to fix anyone. All you have to do is take care of your mind. (laughs) really and everything else falls right into place okay uh just just don't make them wrong just don't make the person wrong okay that yourself or anyone else so that brings me to another point and that's service okay i was uh hearing of hearing about service uh, both in my mind and also from friends you know Hearing about service to others, and there is no other to be in service to. First of all, okay, and and this uh, this way that the ego will have you go about service. It's as if God is watching you, and when you do all of the correct works, that now God is going to see that you're worthy. Okay, here's the thing: God never stopped seeing you as worthy that is okay. Uh, God has not stopped that. It's you who made a mistake. And saw yourself as unworthy, God would always have you come right back to reality. Okay. So it's the ego that's telling you that you need to do stuff to be worthy. So people are coming up with their own ideas of what should I do. And, you know, like if you've been watching The Chosen, you probably saw that Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, you know, and, and, and you know, that was really symbolic. So he could show them, hey, we're on the same level, like like here. I could wash your feet. See, <laughs> it's fine. People would people would see him and realize that it's him, and and automatically kneel before him, right? And he'd be like, "Come on, stand with me." You know, he'd like <laughs> get him to come up and go, "Come on, stand here with me." You know, you're you you are you are worthy. So it's it it's really um getting getting distracted um, getting the wrong message thinking that you can do service and get to heaven uh, that you can do service and get uh, and and be known by God as worthy. the thing is that never changed. God never changed and you never changed the, what happened is you made a decision to separate you can't really separate but your mind is powerful to make illusions. So you think you are separate, okay? And so then you made divisions in your mind. So still there's the ultimate reality, which is your reality. The ultimate reality is there. You know, I've heard it called super conscious. Okay. It's like, it's like a level above uh, consciousness. Okay. And that's where everything is perfect. Still nothing's changed. God's the same. You're the same. There's no bodies in that or anything. Okay. And then there's another level, um, which, which, We call the conscious level. That's where the ego lives. Okay. The ego, the ego is talking to you, telling you that you're not good enough. You're not worthy. All right. That's the story that you're not worthy. And so you're trying to make up for it. You're going through the life trying, either you're trying to make up for this worthiness or saying, screw it. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to be worthy. Let me just have a sinful life. Yeah, I give up. Yeah, the rules are too. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's like it's like it's too much for me. So, what when we're perceiving, and we are as long as we as long as we think we we have a body, we seem to have a body. Okay, as we're perceiving, we're not uh, we're 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 not hearing from God all the time. We're hearing from the ego too. So we got both. We got both voices coming in. Okay. So the the whole thing here is denying what the ego is saying has any kind of meaning whatsoever. The idea that you're not worthy and you have to work your way to worthiness. In fact, there's a verse about that. It's not by works of righteousness, which you have done, but by the grace of God, you're saved. And it's true that knowledge of yourself is the ultimate attainment only you don't attain it. <laughs> it's God given. It's like, uh, it, it's, it's like, you know, it's almost like God reaches down into the conscious from the super conscious to the conscious where the ego realm is and kind of like plucks you out of there. Not because you've become more, not because you've become more worthy than you ever were. It's just that your mind is aligned and your will is aligned with God's will, which is what you know, Willing.
1: little willingness.
0: a little willingness.
1: willingness.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yay. Yes. A, it, yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just being willing to see yourself. And, you know, that's why another reason why people get so turned off by religion, because it's as if you have to lower yourself and humble yourself in this weird way okay uh, so it's like it's the opposite of humility it's actually arrogance when you say i'm not worthy that's ego arrogance that is not humility okay it's it's actually it's upside down and backwards the way we've been taught it okay and so people are uh, people are going oh i don't want any part of that What's service to others what what good is that going to do me and the thing is when you're willing when you offer that little bit of willingness that is the service to others (laughs) because they're the same as you. And all they want is to know their worthiness. Everyone just wants to know their worthiness. I'm so glad you're here, Leah. Thank you for letting me know. (laughs) Now, now I'm going to turn those now I'm going to turn those notifications off. <laughs> so you can't keep on texting my ass, but I am glad you're here.
1: Religious. <laughs> Don't see that they're totally involved in the religion of the ego.
0: The religion of the ego. Good point. It is a religion. Yeah, it is a religion. And really, it goes it, it goes either way. You know, you're you're trying to make yourself uh, as an unworthy thing, or you're suffering with grandiosity. Both are the ego. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're
1: suffering. Yes,
0: yeah, so the and ego it, doesn't it mind. Out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as long as you stay away from the truth, as long as you don't realize that you're whole and actually one with everyone. Yeah. So I had a I had a really fun um uh, uh, I guess you would call it a situation. <laughs> and uh and you know, it's it involves it, it involves my family, it was uh my brother. Um I got a text from my mom while I was still in Chicago. I got a text from my mom and she was worried. Um, my, cause my brother sent a text about how he doesn't feel like he has anything to live for anymore. He had been through this court case and he got, um, he, he got life. He got a life sentence. Um, doesn't, doesn't want to go, um, doesn't want to go in, doesn't, and, uh, ended up, ended up running from the cops and doing different stuff. And she got this, she got this, uh, text from him and immediately, you know, she was asking me and a couple of my brothers, do you know how we can help this guy, you know? Um, and, and then, you know, I was kind of like sitting on it for a little bit, hadn't responded yet. And then my mom responded and again, and she said, here's what, here's what I wrote to him. And it was something about how he can, um, make his life better. It had nothing to do with him going to prison or anything like that. It was just about how he can, um, have more money for his family. I guess that, I I guess the way she took it is that he didn't have enough money. And so I got back with my mom and I said, mom, do you really think that he was asking for life advice on that one? And, um, And she's like, I don't know. She's like, I'm just, I'm just feeling really emotional. You know, my mom, my mom has also been in the situation where she feels like she has trouble making ends meet in life. And that's how it's been my whole life. Okay. This is how I'm conditioned (laughs) to, it's like always trouble. And, you know, she's, she's very, um, I don't know. I don't know if you would say religious, spiritual, whatever, And she'd always pray and ask the Lord for help and stuff like that. And always, it would be like last minute, all of a sudden, all the money's there. What we know for what she needs, but, you know, we've lived in tents and done all kinds of uh, interesting things. So she kind of took it that way. Like it was like, as if he didn't have enough money. Um, And so, and, 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 you know, one of the things was he could hear something that he wrote about. He could hear my other brother's voice in his mind saying, you're bringing everyone down. Um, so I, so, you know, I responded to my mom and I said, I said, Hey, and my brother too, the brother that, you know, is in voice in his head. And, uh, and I said, well, he's, you know, he's struggling with basically spiritual poverty, not monetary poverty. And one thing that can help him a lot right now is if my other brother, Just let him know that he was mistaken when he thought that he could bring anyone down. Just letting him know that he was mistaken about that because we can't bring each other down. That is not how it is. OK, we don't have that kind of power over each other to bring each other down. And, you know, a lot of the times people think that in a family, like if you got someone like how my brother is, he's always asking me for money and not paying him back and doing a bunch of drugs and boning up with a bunch of skanky chicks. <laughs> well, his wife is freaking out and she's calling the rest of the family members going, what the fuck? <laughs> and so and, and, and so, you know, it's it, it's understandable. You would think that that's bringing us down as a family it's not the truth we cannot be brought down except for our own error in thinking that's the only way we can be brought down so you, you know my advice on that is to let the uh, let the brother know that i was mistaken when you heard me say that that was me being lost and you know and of course you know my brother when he heard that i could tell that he got a sense like he was guilty and i'm like no it's not like that either It's not like that either. No, no, it's just, no, it's just his perception needs correcting. And if there's something that you can do, and this is service, this is service too. It's really service to yourself because it's healing for yourself to demonstrate to someone else, brother, all you've done is helped me. You have not harmed me in any way. And that's really the case in all, you know, in all around. That is really the case. It's like, there's nothing you can do to harm me. Okay. And, and, and whether or not that brother, however, that brother's going to take it, he's going to take it, but that's how it is. So the next thing, you know, I call my brother, the one that wrote the, Uh, wrote the thing. I call him up and, uh, and, uh, and he's like, yeah, he's like all down. And, you know, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, what's going on, bro. And, and he goes, well, hope you would not understand my situation. Now I don't, I don't think I'm even, I'm not even going to tell you about my situation because I really don't think you can understand it. And I said, well, I'll tell you this. No matter what situation I find myself in, I like to make an adventure out of it, okay? So whatever it is. So he tells me a couple things. He tells me, well, I'm in a van right now. I have I stole my food today. I outran the cops and thrashed a motorcycle. And I've got a fire going in my van because I'm cold. And, and and you know, I I immediately <laughs> thought of my friend Goda, who I'm staying with in a mansion, right, <laughs> who loves to go out and walk for thousands of miles <laughs> with like just a backpack. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I happen to know someone <laughs> who would think that that's a really big, big fun adventure right now. and um, and you know it, it and and got got and he's like, well, it's not that way for me, and I do not want to go to jail. And here's my plan: this is what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna wait for them to find me, and then I'm gonna fight them to the death. Yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah. I, I don't have it. <laughs> I, and, I, and I go, <laughs> and I go, oh well, you're awesome. And and he's like, what? And I go, yeah, that, that's fucking awesome. That, that that's that's quite the plan. And, and he goes, well, I don't really, I don't really feel like I have anything to live for anymore. And I feel like everyone's going to be really uh, like a lot better off uh, if I'm not here. And, and I go, well, you know, the thing is no, everyone's going to be just as, just the same as they are, whether you're here or not. And, uh, and, and, and here's the thing, you haven't learned what you need to learn. You know how I know you're not happy. So you're, so, so you haven't learned what you need to learn. That means that you're just going to do it again. You'll you're just going yeah. <laughs> to, and and you know what? If people think, oh, good. I'll be back. Well, guess what? You get the same fucking life again and end up in the same situation again. Okay. Suicidal again, running from the cops again. Okay. So the thing is, it you know, you're, it's giving you an opportunity. And what I related to my brother is like, this is an opportunity for a really big spiritual awakening right now. Like you can see some stuff. None of this stuff matters. Prison doesn't matter. Cops, the van, none of this stuff. It's real. It really doesn't matter, but it's bringing you to the brink. And he goes, I just feel like I don't want to fight anymore. I'm like, good. That's good. You know? And, (laughs) And, 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 and I kept on telling him, I love him and stuff. And then at one point he was like, you know what, Hope? I can't do this anymore. I can't talk to you anymore because I don't deserve this. I don't, I'm not worthy of this. I just really, I don't deserve it. And I'm like, okay, I understand. No pressure. I'm available. You can talk to me anytime, right? Uh, So so then, so then, you know, we end the conversation and I'm just like, you know, I'm just like feeling really good because I know it's perfect. And I know this has happened thousands of times at least. I know it's happened thousands of times and it's like, and it's, and the thing is getting you as a family member to be worried about them. That's how we add energy to this delusion, right? That's how we keep on adding energy to it. So my part in it, my service is to be relieved of any anxiety about him. Even if he is going to fight the cops to the death, he's already done it many many times he've already already done that he's already played that out if he plays it out again it's not a big deal okay it really isn't that's the thing it's like our anxiety and one of the one of the things that's giving us anxiety is being afraid that he's gonna come around us that's how my brothers are you know my other brothers are having a hard time because he just like show up at their house or something like that. That's also giving you an opportunity to see through, uh, to demonstrate to your own mind, this brother is helpful. This brother is helping you. You know, and one thing I related to him is like, you've always been helpful. You know, one thing that you don't see is you've been helpful to everyone in your family. He's like, really? How can that be? And I go, you're helping us to see all the word, all that this whole thing is for is to remember, recognize the peace of God. So everything that we're giving to each other is perfect, you know, and it just got to the point that he just couldn't take it anymore. He's like, hope, I love you. And I see, I I just, I, I just know, you know, uh, you know, at one point he was telling me God turned his back on Uh, He said, God, God, turn his back on me. And I go, I go, well, uh, do you think that maybe it was you who turned your back on God? And he's like, that's probably true. And I said, well, you know, all you really have to do is turn around (laughs) because it didn't do anything turning your back on, on God. It didn't really do anything, but cause you to think that God turned his back on you, which is not the case. That is just really not the case. Okay, so um, so a couple of days later, fast forward to a couple of days later, got some good family action on this. Um, a couple of days later, get an email from a sister uh, who was not included in that original thing that my mom sent out, um, and and my and my sister talking about um, getting a a fund that we all fund to get my brother a lawyer. He's had a lawyer that whole time. Um, but get him another lawyer and then he can do some things with the lawyer. So, you know, people are kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, okay. Um, not not really feeling it to, to throw <laughs> <laughs> some money. My- uh, money at a lawyer. Uh uh more money at a lawyer. Um, yeah. And I was kind of like on that, uh, I go, I go, I know, I know everyone wants to feel good. I know everyone wants to feel, you know, not anxious and wants to feel good about it um it, but throwing money at a lawyer is not necessarily the thing um so anyways that really pissed my sister off apparently <laughs> <laughs> you know she was looking looking for people who yeah and you know and i could see something in the text too um you know talking about how our family has always been um like not taking care of each other and not a good family and she knows about the trauma and all this different stuff and so after that i was just quiet but then she came back again and asked me what I suggest. And I just kind of like, I kind of sat with that and, you know, I asked Jesus on that. Like, is there anything for me to say? She's asking me what I suggest. And then the next day it just came through. It was like, okay, here's the deal. Learn for yourself that your family has never harmed you. (laughs) That <laughs> your family has only ever been helpful because this this seems to be the crux of the whole thing, that that the that the family has turned our, turned our backs on on each other and has not been helpful, has been um, abusive, all this different stuff, and you know if you look at it from a, a you know a, a someone who's looking maybe from the outside, uh, detached viewpoint, you know, I would be the one who went through the most abuse of anyone because I was the only one who was like molested and punched and like the thrown on the head and everything like that uh, in the illusion. Um, and I'm the one saying, your family has only been helpful. Um, So here's the thing to learn, and this is how you can help anyone in your family, is to learn that for yourself, that everything they've ever done has been helpful. uh, Because victimhood has grave consequences and truth gets you out of all those consequences, including jail. I mean, even if you find yourself physically going to jail, it's like your mind is free. Okay. So now you don't even give a shit if you're in jail, prison, whatever. And you know, I've heard from friends Um, where, where it's like, that was the best thing that ever happened to them is, is, uh, having themselves be incarcerated because they have that, that quiet time to sit around and think about things and pray and meditate and whatever. Um, so it's like, it's like all this, even the anxiety of going to prison, it's like, it's a, it's like you know this sense like it's going to be so terrible you don't know that and you know it's so, <laughs> like yeah i mean yeah i've i've heard of i've heard of things being shitty in there too but you know it, it's it does get shitty if you're that's what you're projecting it, it really does, you know. If you can go in with a different kind of attitude, it's different. It's like if you would be willing to see each thing as a blessing, you know. Even if you happen to get butt fucked in there, you know, and you're not gay, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If your mind yeah. is free. Yeah. If your mind is free, none of this stuff about the body is going to matter. The
1: body is just a thought in my own mind.
0: Yes. It's a thought in your mind. That's exactly right. It's not what it seems to be. Yeah. So then you don't have to be afraid of it. You know, it reminds me of the time when I was, so, I, I, I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to prison for sure. You know, just like the guilty mind, I thought I was going to, to prison um, because I'm really good at taking write-offs, you know, <laughs> and I got, a, got an IRS audit, <laughs> right, and I was really good at taking write-offs and, and maybe a little too good. <laughs> so, so I was really scared of that audit, like I was going to go to prison, right? And, 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 you know, like 10 minutes before she showed up, I really got the peace of God. It was amazing. It was like, it, it, it's like, I just, I, I just kind of like fell into a deep prayer. And I really heard from Jesus in that moment where it was like, what is the purpose of your life? And it's like, oh yeah, who cares if I go to prison? And it was really like, I was okay with going to prison you know? And then, and, and then when the IRS agent came, I was not afraid. I was not anxious. I was not afraid. I was just ready to show everything uh, exactly what it is. Right. And it was so funny because everything, you know, every, every question that she had, there was just automatically the right answer, right, like right there on the tip of my brain. And, um, and she would just go, okay, check, check. And it ended up being like, i like they made a mistake by flagging me for an audit in the first place. It was kind of like, what were you even so afraid of? It's just like this guilty mind. You can take write-offs. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. Uh, and and you know, it's all it it all just comes down to uh, you know, are you afraid? And she even asked me, are you afraid of me? And I said, no, I'm not afraid of you. And, and she's like, because most people are afraid of me because I have a lot of power. And I'm like, I know you do. And I and I go, whatever it is, it's going to be OK. <laughs> <laughs>
1: whatever
0: you do. Yeah, whatever you need to do, <laughs> you know, kind of like uh, kind of like when my son was not going to school and I went in to unenroll him and the woman said, do you want me to call social services on you? And I go well, not particularly, but I understand if you need to do that. You know, <laughs> like, I'm still gonna like you if you do that. <laughs> you know, and it just softens the whole thing because we don't realize this when we're afraid of something, we bring it about. And you know, there's a Bible verse on that too. It's like the, the your deepest fear—I don't know—I'm paraphrasing—will be brought brought about. Job, Bob, you can help me. <laughs> My
1: greatest fears. Of-
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's one of them. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, so it, it's like, it, it's like, we don't realize it, but we're one with people. So, and we're afraid they're going to do something to us. It's like we trigger that in them almost like they need to do that to us. It's a trick. So just being not afraid changes everything. Okay. Um, so anyways, my sister got ridiculously pissed at me um, uh, because I said that about, you know, learning that no one has harmed you because part of what she was, part of what she was portraying or relating in the text was about how fucked up our family is and about like, kind of like we need to repent and start throwing money at this kid. Yeah. (laughs) Like since we've been so such a bad family, now we need to uh, we need to pay for this legal fund so that my brother can have a, um, a my brother can have a, a defense, another defense attorney um, so he can get out of going to prison. Meanwhile, he keeps on running from the cops <laughs> and getting and it's, racking it's up more good. charges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about the defense for the running from the cops that he just did two days ago? <laughs> Let's do a GoFundMe for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep on doing a GoFundMe. You gotta pay for the mortgage for the Yeah, it, it's just it, it's just a total cycle, you know. So uh, so, anyways, my sister. um sent me a separate text and told me that she never wants to talk to me again. And I told her that's totally understandable. <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. Thank you. Uh, that's, this is the same sister that, you know, uh, last year or something, uh, maybe it was like last year. Um, you know, she just got super triggered to something that I said on Facebook. So I blocked her from all my social media mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I, I just sent her a text and I said, Hey, we can still communicate. We even saw each other and it was, it was great. We, you know, we're, we're, got, we got along great. We never talked about any of that spiritual stuff because she seems to get triggered on that kind of stuff. Um, and which is basically what I would post about on Facebook, you know, yeah. Uh, you know and and i just let her know it's totally understandable um you know i get it and you know just you know i'm here for you whenever you want to you you want to see in that way uh you know i adore you i still totally adore you there's not nothing's changed about that And, you know, whenever you want to be relieved of anxiety and stuff like that, you know, uh, that's, that's what I'm for. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then I heard from my mom too. My mom was, my mom said, you know, wow, you know, what you said, she really needed to hear. Cause that was, my mom was included on that one. Mm -hmm. It was a family thing. Um, And what, what you said, she really needed to hear I'm sorry that she took it that way. Um, but you got it out there and, you know, and I go, I know I sat with it for a minute because I had a feeling it was going to be very triggering, but she was specifically calling on me. (laughs) You know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't planning on saying anything, uh, but she was specifically calling on me. Like, what do you suggest that we do to help our brother? And it's like, okay, uh, here it is. (laughs) Yeah, forgiveness, forgiveness, basically. You know, it's like we demonstrate that to each other that you've only helped me. You've only helped me and that you've not harmed me. That's the thing. And and, and we're demonstrating always to our own minds. So when we're saying to someone, you've harmed me, which is basically, you know, my sister even telling me uh, that uh, what you said hurt me very bad. And I, you know, I said, I said, you know, uh, nothing that I said really hurt you. That's due to an error in your thinking that hurt you. And that's what I'm here to help you (laughs) see through (laughs) that. and, And that's, that's the truth. We don't do anything to hurt each other. We never do. It's our own error that makes us think. That someone did something to hurt us. And, you know, it's better off for me if a if a friend or a family member or anything like that is gonna use me for projecting that I'm causing their pain for me to not be in their lives. It's better for me and it's better for them for me to just not be in their lives. If that's how uh, the image of me is going to be used. And you know what? That seems to sometimes come up through familiarity. Uh, As we become more and more familiar with each other, we think that we are right in saying that this person did this thing to us. And you know what? Until we change our mind about that, that hampers are relating the whole time it hampers are relating it's like it's like there's a wall put up now you've done this thing to me you've harmed me in this way i've seen it happen with in my marriage you know, where a wall will come up because there's this perception. You weren't good enough. You've done something to me. You said something wrong, whatever, until there's forgiveness about that. You're not back to that really, truly close, loving relationship. So um, that's, that's really what it takes is forgiveness on all of our parts. Okay. Let's see you totally see that you are needing to be right, huh, Lori? Yeah, I know. That's how it is. You just let other people be, uh, let other people be right. (laughs) Uh You just went through this with your family too, Nael. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. And Nael, you know, he was raised in the same uh, cult as me too. So that's kind of fun. We got all this, uh, uh, we we got all this kind of, i'm sure it's in conventional families too i think Lori has that going on in her family too where there's this sense like someone has done wrong you know and that and now they're not good enough and it's just like not, nothing brings more joy to my heart to just reflect to someone who thinks that they've done wrong that they've only helped They've only helped me, even if they're intending to do something bad to me, even if they're intending to hurt me, I know that all it is, is a blessing. And that, and, you know, I keep on seeing that for myself more and more, and that's what's so helpful. And it, it, it just, I, I know that the, I, I know that the healing and the connection and the service is there. See what I mean? How service sometimes doesn't look like service. You know, I, go, I seem to go, uh, be going around, pissing people off, <laughs> but that's my service. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> most people are not, are not pissed off. Most of the time people are not pissed off. Um, but, you know, from time to time, people get pretty pissed at me. I mean, a couple of times I've been relating in the past couple of weeks. I've had people get pissed at me for saying, that all things work together for good. Yeah. Love that one. Yeah. Isn't that great? I know. I don't think I'm ever going to piss Billy off uh, <laughs> by saying that to him. No, you we'll know, never piss right? Off. <laughs> He's yeah. like, Hope, I'm bleeding out my ass. And <laughs> I go, All things work together <laughs> for good. <laughs> ever Every, time. Time for <laughs> Every
1: little
0: <time. laughs> It's like a raindrop. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, it's like some people, some people hear that and they, they're like, no, you need to be, that's not compassionate. That's one thing that I get too. I'm not compassionate. Um, because I can because I say something like that, like, oh, well, all things work together for good. And it's so fun with my daughter. Uh, it's so, it's so funny that, She seems to trigger me because she's so amazing. It's like, she'll, she'll call me up and she'll tell me the story about her, uh, about her work, something that's going on at work and how it's pissing her off and stuff. And, uh, oh, well, good thing. None of that matters. (laughs) And she'll just start laughing. You know, it's like for a lot of people, they'll be like, what? This is
1: the most Um, important thing. This is my job.
0: This is my job. This is people doing it wrong people uh, interfering and bothering me and stuff like that. Oh, my daughter, she can take it. She's like, uh, I'm like, well, good thing. None of that matters. It's like, sometimes people just need to get stuff off their chest. You know, sometimes, sometimes they just need to say something uh, so that they, uh, so that they can hear themselves say it. You know, I'm the same Mm -hmm. way. It's really helpful for me. I mostly do it with my husband. You know why? Because, he knows it's not a reality. Okay. Cause he could just, he could just let it pass so easily. I don't go write it on Facebook or something where people will take it as if it's really like a meaningful thing. No, it's a passing arrogance. You could say, you know, or, you know, the, the sense that something, uh, something is fucked up or something needs to change or my life sucks or something like that. I'll go say it to my husband because just getting it off my chest and I could see it and I could see the meaningless, meaninglessness of it. And he helps me with that because he'll just listen to it and go, oh, well, you know, he doesn't say it in these exact words, but this is how I take it. Cause I want to, it is <laughs> good thing. That doesn't mean shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Right? laughs> and then I'm out of it. I'm totally out of it. So to me, that is compassion. And it might not be seen as compassion um, by everyone. And that's okay, too. I've been um, seen as uncompassionate, as uh, non-empathetic. That's another thing. But the people who uh, are ready for that, they love it. Like Billy, he loves it. (laughs) And I think Ann loves it too. <laughs> and Kymolino, he loves it too. <laughs> so it's like the people who are ready for it, they're the ones that are going to be around you. And the thing is, I don't need more people around me. That's not really necessary for me. So it's not like I'm trying to accumulate friends. I just like to tell the truth. Okay. I read something recently, I forgot where I saw it, but it really resonated for me. It's like, If you want to help yourself, say things that please people. If you want to help other people, say the truth. (laughs) That's good, isn't it? I don't know who said that, but (laughs) yeah. So not everyone's going to be happy with you if you're telling the truth. In fact, I have a little sister that just told me she never wants to talk to me again, you know, after telling the truth. Will she talk to me again? I don't know. (laughs) Does it matter? No, it doesn't. I don't feel one bit bad about that. It's not because I don't love her. I do. I totally love her. I adore her. Um, It's just that whoever is around me is who needs to be around me. And they like to be around me and they want to be around me. And they find what I say healing, even though it might be uh, uncompassionate in the conventional sense. Okay, now, Ella, the family member reaches out and I really am not interested in talking that to them. What do you recommend? Just ask Jesus what to do. All you have to do, because I don't know, right? I, I'm I'm still perceiving in separation. I'm still perceiving in separation. So I don't know what you should do, but you know what? Jesus is not perceiving in separation. And that's why he can tell you what you can do. Because he is in the super conscious, kind of like looking down on the conscious, kind of like where we are. It's how these levels are, right? I mean, we're really in the super conscious, but we think we're in the conscious, okay? So it's kind of like we've lowered ourselves <laughs> down a level, yes.
1: And we have to be willing to
0: listen. And we have to be willing to listen.
1: We can all we want. Right. A little bit of willingness. We have to yeah. Be willing to
0: well, and you know, and you know, to know that we have a need, yeah. right? That We are yeah. in spiritual poverty and we have a need. Like if anytime we're confused, anytime we have a question, having a question only occurs in consciousness, you know, in consciousness, it's passing away because it is the realm of ego. So, so always just ask, that's what I do. That's what I do. I was not interested in that conversation at all. I was not even interested in it. And, you know, I could have done like my other family members did, just ignore the shit out of it, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I was asking, and, you know, if it were up to me, I probably would have just ignored it. I had other things going on. I had other, you know, people that are actually receptive to me, (laughs) (laughs) but I asked and I waited, right? I also waited for the answer I didn't I didn't try to get the answer to to be there right then um and I didn't know if there was going to be any response from me at all but then in one moment it was just shown to me here's what you say it's kind of like here's what you say it's like it this shit doesn't come from me right it's just like boom. I'm like, shit, that's good. (laughs) Jesus, are you sure about this? (laughs) I'm probably going to be persecuted. It's okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We just get a sense that we're persecuted and, you know, anyone who seems pissed at you, they're coming back again. Um, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, you go around <laughs> and Just go around again. <laughs> go around again. We'll do this again. <laughs> Run around the block.
1: <laughs> trip around Mount Sinai.
0: <laughs> yeah. wow we got a lot of people on here today. I guess it's because we're not on Facebook, um, which is kind of cool. I like that.
1: Thank you. Contemplation with him, the only meaningful action here in the this forgiveness. All yeah. other action
0: too. meaningless right and you know a lot of the times people take that as, as well I just shouldn't do anything um but you know number one you can't help it because you're going to be driven okay um so that's why it's good to ask what should i do so that you're not driven by the ego because that's the loudest voice here that's the loudest and the first voice that we hear And and yeah, we become, and you know, myself included become really forgetful because we think we know what should happen. We think we know what we should say. Um, And, and so just becoming forgetful and forgetting to ask and forgetting to receive the message and just wait and also only do uh, to the extent that we're guided and not more. So a lot of the times we work too hard and try to do too much, right? Ah, sometimes we, in order to see, we have to close our eyes. Chaitan, yes, that's good one. Yes, definitely. And just, and, you know, just be in the peace. Just be there in the peace. Hora says, I feel like I only hear ego. Okay, well, you know, like, you know, like Chayton's advice is really good right there. Just close your eyes and relax and wait you know, wait until you feel peaceful, wait till you feel at peace. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the ego is always going to pop up first. And, and as if, you know, this is going to be helpful. Um, and it's, and it's angst and it's anxiety. It's like giving you anxiety. That's one way you can tell. Yeah. And you know, what I've been recommending for months and it's, it's really amazing. Get on a block, man. <laughs> it just keeps on coming back to that because it well, for one thing, I've seen in myself more of a, a more almost like a capacity to relax, you know, because it's like a practice of relaxing through your own anxiety and pain. Basically, what we're doing with those blocks is pushing up against anxiety and pain, the manifestation that we made of our own anxiety and pain, which you know ends up being apparently lodged in an apparent body, right? So when we bring it up, that's our opportunity to go through it calmly. And so the whole thing with the blocking block therapy, and you can go to blocktherapy.com if you want to find out about it. Um, the whole thing about it is learning how to breathe calmly through the pain that's coming up. It's basically the pain that we sense in the body sense is emotional pain main, made manifest. So it's like, you can look at this as a practice where you're practicing to face your pain and breathe through it. And over and over again, you get to see, I don't know, Billy, do you have any testimony about that? Do you notice a difference in your, in your regular yet? Have you noticed any difference in like your day to day where you, you notice, oh, that's just pain.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Cause if you can make it through the block therapy thing, I'm smiling. <laughs>
0: Searching it
1: out, <laughs> search and rescue, as it were. <laughs> um, you know, if I hadn't thought of that till you started. Uh-huh. but if I can breathe through this, because it's so fun because when you get that breath right, mm-hmm. and you breathe out and you go past that what you thought was an immovable part of your right. body, yeah, and all of a sudden that just melts into nothing. Mm-hmm. And you, oh my gosh, and it feels so good. That pain feels so good. Yeah, it's amazing, <laughs> huh? Because it's not—it's not a kind of pain. I don't know. It's not like a, stabbing yourself. It's a good pain. Yeah. And it's a pain that the benefits. I mean. Yeah. E- e- every day, I'm still so loosey goosey. I I feel like I don't have you know barely have control of my arms or because I worked them real hard today. It's just all oh, oh come on.
0: They're come like jello. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. like jello for a minute. Yeah. 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 So it, it seems like, and it's good. It's good symbolically too, because those adhesions in the body sense seeming unmovable, seeming like they are concrete. Same thing with our perception. This is, a, it's it's so good in that way. And then you see that it can just melt away <laughs> and then you can move freer again <laughs> right yeah. it, it's this it's the same thing it's the same thing with our perception of the world it seems like it's immovable right it's like it seems like oh that's just the way it is the powers that be etc i mean this is the way uh, to see through even even the um the the tyrannical government that we set up. It's just a reflection of our tyrannical thinking. Like we have accepted tyranny because we've accepted the ego as our guide. And that has made everything in the world seem concrete when really it's nothing. So this is like training. It's showing us the power of our will and our intention to see that none of this stuff is is even holding us back. None of this is sold holding us back. It's only our own unwillingness to go through it. So, so with the block, what we're doing is we're bringing up that which we set in place to make it seem like we're stuck and that is kind of like what it is it's like we go on through life and we get more and more stuck it's like we get stuck in our ways and that reflects in the body sense it, we start getting uh, we we start getting stuck in these certain ways of walking and these certain ways of moving you know for me, my legs have straightened out apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started this, I was pigeon-toed. I'm not pigeon-toed anymore. I'm walking straight. I'm like when I sit down, when I sit down and put my legs up, my feet were going like this. Even when I sit down, I'm like, what is going on with that? That just seemed to like occur over time where my feet just go like that. Well, I don't even notice when it happened, but I just kept on going through these things where I'm, I'm like working my legs and all this pain in my legs. Right. And then the next thing, you know, my feet are straight. You know, and it's like, that's, that's symbolic of, uh, that's symbolic. The body is a symbol, right? It's symbolic of mental alignment and misalignment. That's what we're going through here. And it's like, and and it's like, when you can see how you're, you know, you're holding yourself out in space in a certain way, And that seems like it's set in stone. Like we think aging is inevitable too. We've been taught that that's inevitable. Oh, you're just going to get all deformed as you get older. That's just how it is, right? Well, these are actually thinking patterns that we put into play and kept on playing them out again and again and again. And it does not have to be that way. All of this stuff can be melted, and you know it's like it. it it's like it's kind of like what Jesus was saying. Uh, if you if you watch the chosen, you learn that Jesus didn't actually do any healings. The it was the faith of the people. It was the faith of everyone, and you know it's like the the ego, the egotistical mind makes it as if it's him doing it as if it's him doing it and that's what he was explaining when he went back to his hometown you guys probably heard he wasn't accepted in his home hometown as the messiah he he couldn't do any healings in his hometown cuz he was never doing any healings they didn't have the faith in him and he was explaining to them during a during a sermon i think it was called a sermon something like that um where he was saying that these people who are not "quote unquote the chosen like the gentiles and something else i forgot they're uh that like different kind of people they're not worshiping in the same way or whatever he's saying those people have the faith and they're getting the healing because they realize that they have a need right they actually realize that they have a need so it's always the faith that's doing the healing and that's what this thing that that's what this thing is with block therapy it's so freaking funny it just cracks me up it's like we don't de- we never realize that those uh, those lumps and hardness and stuff inside of, that seem to be inside of our body it's just that we were putting faith in the reality of that and so then we, it's like it's like our faith changes, and it and and then and, and then we got we got faith in that none of this stuff is even meaningful, none of these hard things they don't mean anything. I'm just holding them there, and they can be released. And it's like, ah, oh, what a blessing! It's, it's like it cha- it trains your mind to have faith. And you know, with the with the girl, there's one story about a girl who apparently died. And it's so funny because they call in when someone dies, they would call in professional wailing women. So so they go when Jesus shows up at this house, there's professional wailing women in the house. And that's how, you know, someone died because they're actually like paid to be there wailing. Right. <laughs>
1: didn't realize it was just women. I thought men could.
0: Well, it was just he women yeah it was yeah the men there were men there too but they're blowing horns oh. uh, the, the men are blowing horns the women are wailing yeah so you know it, he walked in there and they they've they they're like it's like, like as if this person died and the and the the father who went to grab Jesus to get you know help for his daughter, he's like he, he all of a sudden he starts to feel anxious because there he hears the wailing women, right. so he knows right. And and Jesus is like, just believe, just believe, and then he calmed down. His anxiety was cleared, right. And so Jesus walked in there and he's like, and he added some of his disciples, get those wailing people out of there, get them out of here. And he goes upstairs and, you know, the daughter's got a a sheet over her head and everything. And he kneels down next to her bed. He looks up and it's so sweet the way he just like looks, he just looks like looks really sweet. And, and then he just, but he, he just goes, your daughter's not dead. She's just sleeping. And he pulls the sheet off her head and she like wakes up all groggy and like, what happened? (laughs) And it's just like, and it's the faith of the father. It's actually the faith of the father that was able to, you know, make it seem like Jesus did a healing, but Jesus actually didn't do any healings. No one could get healed unless they had the faith. That's what, that's what was doing it. And the the woman, um, you guys may have heard, even if you didn't watch The Chosings, it's such a uh, famous story. As he was walking to that house where where there was a dead girl, um, there was a woman who just wanted, she was just sure she would be healed of this disease that she had for like 12 years if she just touched his hem. You guys probably heard that story about uh, about touching Jesus's hand the hem of his clothes or it just she was going just a thread just a thread I just need to touch a thread so she like she, she like made her way through all these people and just like barely touched his clothes and she instantly was healed big crowd. Yeah. It was a huge Lots crowd. Yeah. It was a huge crowd of people and they didn't want her around because she was unclean. Cause back then, if you had any kind of secretions coming out of your body, you were not supposed to, no one was supposed to touch you. So she had these secretions. She was bleeding somehow, um, just like constantly dropping blood. She wasn't on her period. She was just like constantly dropping blood for some other reason. And so, you know, she touched it. She touched the hem. She didn't even touch his skin or anything, just the hem. Right. And she immediately like fell down and she felt like she was she was healed. And Jesus felt it. He felt the power coming through him. So he stopped and he's like, who touched me? You know, And she didn't want to say it first. But then he when she said he was so thankful to her, you know, he called her daughter and she and he told her. And this is what this is what escapes people so many times your faith. It was your faith that healed you. It was not him. It was the faith that she put the faith, you know, she used him as, as a means. That's why he could feel the power come from him, but she was the one who put the faith. So all these people were putting faith in him and getting healings. Okay. So it's not like that. Um, as if, someone else can do it to you and you're and you don't need any person in particular you don't need anyone and you don't need anyone at all actually if you just have the faith that you are healed you'll see it and that's you know what that's what we're all uh that's what we're all uh perceiving for so that we can be faithful again. And we always do have faith. It's either faith in the ego or faith in the truth. We're always operating from a sense of faith in something though. So it's just a matter of that willingness to align yourself with, with what's true. The people traveled really far away just to, um, touch him, Uh, hear him. He was, but he was saying the truth and that's what was really turning people on. It's all those signs and wonders that he was doing. That was a result of their faith. So let's see, what do we have here? Seeing past our perceived limitations. Yes. He told the wailing women to get out. (laughs) Yeah. How do we have faith in the truth on our own? Well, you know, you're never on your own. That's the thing. You're never on your own. So it's just a matter of being willing to see what's true because naturally what's going on because of conditioning and because of making ourselves separate, we have faith in whatever the ego is saying. So when we, uh, when we deny that what the ego is saying has any meaning, that's where the shift comes in. Okay, that's where that shift in perspective comes in, because you're always going to have faith in something. Right. So if you're not having faith in the ego, what's going to automatically happen? You're going to automatically have faith in the truth. So that's really the thing. It's like when it it, it comes up, it's like, uh, let's say aging, for instance. This is just a really fun one for me, Uh, because it's like it's like as if, okay, it's gotten to this point then it can't be reversed. That's what the ego is going to say. It's just straight downhill from here, right? Yeah. Like like if your ass fell, there's no way it's coming back up. Once it's down, it's down. (laughs) down. (laughs) The ass is down. (laughs) You're not worthy anymore. (laughs) Okay, so... so uh, so it's it's just it's just it's it's just demonstrating to yourself and being willing to see that that which which the ego is saying is not true because you have to have faith in something so if you're not having faith in the ego then you're automatically going to have faith in the truth and look you know back to block therapy again it actually to me from my perspective It takes a lot of faith to lay around doing block therapy. (laughs) (laughs) It seems for what And you know what? If you're a workout person and you think you need to maximize your workout time. Yeah. If you think you need to maximize your workout time, that's not what block therapy seems like at all. Okay. it seems like you still have to do your yoga or your running or something else. In addition to that, because you're never going to get in shape just laying around on a block. (laughs) (laughs) Billy's like, what the fuck? I've been wasting my time. I was told this did
1: everything. I've been doing it while I'm watching
0: you. Blocking my face. Blocking your I see you blocking your face. So Billy's just blocking his face right now. I can see him doing it. You know, it's like once you once you get the feel for it, it's kind of like you could just kind of like go like this and just wait and wait and wait and breathe and you'll start to feel some pain and you'll start to feel some stuff release. And it's just really simple like that. You know, it's like we're used to, we're told that and a lot of, a big reason why a lot of people don't even work out is because we're told that we're supposed to be kicking our asses. That's the ego. Okay. I are told that, you know, it's like all these works, right? All these doing all this work. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it, sitting around blocking. A lot of the times that doesn't feel like any work at all it feels like, ah, release. Like can I just sit around and be massaged all day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and everything's going to work out. Yeah. Uh, not only physically, but mentally too, uh, you know, it's, and I noticed that when I was going through anxiety, I told you guys earlier, when I first started out, when I came back from Chicago, I was going through this anxiety for maybe like four or five hours or something like that. And I'll tell you what, getting on a block seemed like the worst thing. Okay. With the anxiety, like just getting on a block seemed like the worst thing. Cause it's like, I didn't want to relax. It's like with, with the anxiety and the ego's voice is keeping things spinning, 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 spinning. And I just really, you know, and I honored that I didn't make myself go to the block either. That's one way to come up with an injury. If you're making yourself do something that you don't really want to do, I just honored that uh, oh, there's anxiety right now. I'm just going to go through the anxiety right now and be with that. So I was just sitting up in my room and, uh, you know, once in a while I'd say something to my husband and, you know, I'd get the reflection to him. That's completely meaningless. Okay. <laughs> so I go, and I'm and I'm just sitting in my room like that with the anxiety and um not trying to get out of it or anything, but just going, okay, I recognize what this is. I could see the nervous system is totally jacked right now. Um, and the, and the sense in the, in the body sense, I'm definitely delusional right now. So just in sitting through that, and you know, that's, that's a, that's a practice. It's kind of like the, it's kind of similar to like block therapy, just willingness to sit through all this pain that's coming up. And also this sense, like, I got to work, like I got to do something, uh, you know, and just, just being willing to sit with it and be with the pain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I need do nothing. Good one. I love, I, I love that having all this course in miracles vibes going on because you guys can just bring up the, the, the little phrases That is a really, I love that one. And I've shared that with a friend many times, actually I've shared that with a friend where friends will come up to me with anxiety and telling me, I need to get my life together. I need to make my own money. I need to need this, need this, need this. And I'll go, you need do nothing. And they'll look at me like, "Are you fucking crazy?" <laughs> but then, uh, but then they'll go, "Oh yeah, I see." Once the anxiety passes, then you see, "Oh yeah, there really is nothing to do actually." And but if you're asking, "What should I do?" And I, I know it sounds uh, paradoxical, um, but if you're asking, "What should I do?" that just helps you in your thinking to see, and the action actually comes out of the of the thinking. So Nael has a question here. Uh, I love Jesus so much, but I don't want to be identified as a Christian or tell people to seek Christianity. What can I do? Well, you know, it's the same as always, Nael. The last question you asked seemed like it was different, but it was really the same. Ask Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know I was talking about uh, I was talking about the chosen because I just get so, so stoked about that. To the woman on the plane that was sitting next to me um, and she was wearing a mask, um, which tells me that that she's probably not into Jesus. I don't know why, uh, but it's just but but it didn't matter anyways. It, it still came out. Because the Chosen was one of the videos that you could watch on the plane. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you want to watch something really good? You go, and she was looking at me like I was crazy. Like, oh no, <laughs> not one, it? not one of those. She's not wearing a mask and she's talking about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's praying to the pagan god.
1: Uh, why did you put me here? Yeah. <laughs>
0: couldn't be
1: for my own best. <laughs>
0: and, yeah. and I'm just coming off the flu, so I have like a really productive cough going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Good thing you got your mask on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not COVID. The yeah, one thing that I one thing that I didn't say. Which, you know, Jesus told me not to say this. It did come to my mind. Mm -hmm. Can you smell anything through that mask? (laughs) Well, yes, I can. Okay, well, an aroma molecule is like 20 times larger than a viral molecule. Science. (laughs) but you know and it was so cute too because we were having a conversation we were having and you know with her mask on her mask kept on falling down and she kept picking it back up and she goes wow I can see this is going to be really difficult (laughs) I just didn't mention anything but you know I did I did talk about the chosen And, um, I could tell she got really turned off. I go, it's probably not what you think though. Um, you'd probably be surprised and you'd probably start liking Jesus after you watch it. (laughs) She's like, okay, I'm going to put it on my list. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it just comes up. Um, you know, when you're asking, you just kind of like asking and you don't have to identify with Christianity. I mean, Geez, the christian folk oftentimes are very uh judgmental anyways and that's why people are like we don't like any of jesus's followers they're a bunch of dicks right very,
1: very christian, yeah well i
0: doubt jesus would be a christian if he was cruising around yeah, these days. right i don't yeah in fact he wasn't a christian in those days either <laughs> and and you know uh, all the organized religion which was the pharisees and stuff like that well not all of them some of them were really into him um but uh, you know as a group they wanted to kill him right they wanted to get rid of him yeah so nothing nothing's changed in fact the the bible had to go through um the the political basically you know they pretend like church and 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 uh, politics are separate, but they're not. The Bible had to go through the, like, basically a political body to be approved by, mm-hmm. for what it says in there, right? So you you can't really, you gotta, you, you gotta read the Bible kind of like with an open mind. Even Jesus's words, okay, were skewed a lot. He wasn't mad at Judas. You think he's going to be mad at someone? He's not mad at Judas, even though it seems like Judas betrayed him. He can't really betray him. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, you've helped me again. That This is how Jesus would teach it too. Um, if it wasn't, you know, the Bible being skewed in this way, it's like, you know, Judas helped him. He did not harm him. You know, Judas felt so guilty when and hung himself on a tree, but he didn't need to have that guilt because Jesus sure wasn't holding it out for him like that. Okay. So the Bible is really weird like that with all kinds of guilty stuff. You, that's why, it, you know, it also says in there, you got to have eyes to see. And there's really good quotes in there. There's a lot of good quotes, but pretty much almost the whole Old Testament is about killing and shit. Okay. It's like all... And so, and so the Christians are thinking in these terms of sin and stuff like that. And Jesus died for us and stuff like that. He, he didn't die, you guys. And, you know, all their symbols are the, this cross. And, and a lot of the times they even have a bloody dude hanging on it, but he didn't, he didn't die. And that was the point of the resurrection to show that there is no debt. And because he is alive, very much alive, he can speak to all of us and through us too. And also we can hear him and get comfort and be relieved of our anxiety, which is the biggest blessing. And, you know, that's why I recommend people, if you're turned off by the Bible, get a course in miracles. This is a much clearer, um, this is a a much clearer, uh, Version? version of Jesus, okay? Yeah. Uh it's it's more recent and also it's coming through people who are not trying to censor him. All right? right. Uh, it's the Bible has been very censored. It's censored. In fact, there's one book in the Bible that's missing. Um there's probably more than one, but there's one that's missing, it's the book of Thomas. That's also a really good read. I forgot who it was who um did the interpretation, but Thomas, one of Jesus's disciples, also known as Doubting Thomas, um, and it and, and it, it is because he, he was doubting that made him so mystical. Because he would question everything, he had his own book that didn't make it in the Bible. It didn't it didn't get approved. Okay, and it was found many years later, and it was interpreted into English. I forgot who the author is. Um, someone knows. Let me know so I could let everyone know. But there is something you probably find on, on Amazon called the Book of Thomas, very mystical. And, and if that one was in the Bible, the Bible would have been a lot different. Um, and, you know, they're not teaching that in conventional churches and stuff like that. So that's one of them. The Book of Thomas, also A Course in Miracles. Um Course in Miracles, I've heard from people, is very heady, Okay. Some of my friends, I turn them on to A Course in Miracles and they just close the book and go, fuck no, I'm going to listen to Wisdom Dialogues. And that's how I'm going to get, uh, you know how I'm going to get A Course in Miracles? Wisdom Dialogues. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> Yeah. And then I got my friends too, who, who know A Course in Miracles and can help out with that. And Jesus really clarifies a lot of points in the Bible through A Course in Miracles. So that's a really good way. Um, and doing the practice of A Course in Miracles, which I do every day. Uh, um, no, not every day. Some days I skip days, but that's okay too. Um, but just about every day, they're lessons, right? The workbook lessons, doing those lessons helps you get tuned in. So like Cora, you were asking earlier, or someone was, or saying, I feel like I only hear hear ego and you want to hear from the spirit. One way to tune you into that. Is to get on a Course in Miracles workbook, because that helps you to open up to what Jesus is saying and how to hear, how to hear in the spirit. Um, one thing my mom often tells me: Hope I don't want you to get a big head, but you are hearing from the spirit, right? And and I and I tell my mom. I practice every day, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, my mom's like, I would like to hear from the spirit as well as you hear from the spirit. And I told my mom, "A course, in miracles, Mm -hmm. Uh, my mom hasn't listened yet. I even sent her the book. She hasn't listened yet. She has her own practice. But every time she tells me something like that, I tell her, mom, A course, in miracles, workbook lessons. All she got to do is get her to read the introduction. Uh, so yeah.
1: Read the introduction And then it's out of your hands. Yeah. It says it's your choice. You have to take this course. Yeah, you have to take, yeah. the, cor- <laughs> have to take the course. You have to take
0: the course. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that it says, well, it, it, it's it's interesting because it's kind of paradoxical in this way. Yeah. Um, because because it also, because Jesus also relates that this is called a course in miracles, not the course in miracles. And then he says it's a required course. Okay. So it's not a matter of if you're going to take the course it's when, but there are different forms. So it doesn't necessarily have to be through the form of a course in miracles. And when you, and when, and if you do read a course in miracles, you're going to see lots Of this kind of stuff where it seems like it contradicted itself and it's talking in circles which is actually perfect because the way we perceive things we set things in stone a certain way and get it wrong okay so this way that it goes around in circles it's kind of like pointing from different directions until you see it from your for yourself and actually hear from jesus for yourself okay you start hearing directly from Jesus. Uh, that is, and you know, we're, he's talking to all of us. He's talking to all of us all the time. And it's really when you hear from him and kind of like, you know, when my mom says this kind of stuff to me, it's because of something I said, she'll tell me, hope you are reminding me of Jesus. You're sounding like Jesus all the time. And that's because it actually is Jesus giving me the words. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's not really coming from me. It's like, it's just that I'm asking, I'm hearing, and I'm speaking. That's all. Okay, so I'm on my second time around the workbook. Awesome, Cora. Good for you. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. Just keep going. It's okay. You're on your seventh or eighth time around, yeah, and each time it's different. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like block therapy. It's like you, you, you went there before, deeper and deeper. deeper, and deeper. And deeper. That's right. Well,
1: that's what we're right. saying. Yeah. You, yes, so
0: the text too. Things. That's right. And I yeah. and I listen to the text as well. Um, right now, I have the new version of A Course in Miracles going. I got it on my Kindle now, um, and I'm really enjoying that. But when I want to listen, I still listen to the text, the original text, which is great. It's really, really good. In fact, I would recommend that you start with the original A Course in Miracles if you're just starting out. And then once you feel like you can handle some more, because it gets even more heady, <laughs> doesn't it? Well, you start going way deep into psychotherapy and stuff. And a lot of that stuff, like I'll be reading it like three or four times over because it's like, I never took a psychotherapy class. I don't know what the fuck these terms are anything. So I'm learning a lot going through it like that. Um, but you know, if you're just starting off, I recommend the original, A course, in miracles. And once you feel ready, you can graduate to the next level, do those lessons too. You could start out doing the lessons. You don't even have have to read any text yet. You can just start out doing the lessons. Um, and Nael t- is talking about the Book of Enoch. Okay, the Book of Enoch and Mary Magdalene. Okay, you don't know the author though on those, huh? And I, I know the author is Enoch and Mary Magdalene, but someone translates it. And I think I think the name is really simple. Is it like Stephen Mitchell or something like that? Maybe someone can find it. And it's like, it's like a really, it's a, it's a really like a common name, the person. Yeah, there's a book of Enoch and there's a book of Mary Magdalene. I know who, and who did that?
1: James Robinson in 1977, the first complete collection of English translations of
0: non Okay, I don't think that's the one that I'm referring to, but it's probably good too. There's just there's there's one guy who has translated a lot of the different books, um, who's just really good at the translation doing the translation. And I thought it was like a really simple name, but it's been a little while since I've like, simple and common. Jesus, it, <laughs> Jesus, that's a simple one. <laughs> hey, why isn't anyone named Jesus anymore? The Mexicans are doing it Jesus. with Hey Zeus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stephen guess. Mitchell. Stephen Mitchell has translated so many. Yeah, I think that's him. I think that's the one, Lori. I may. Is that the name I said? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think
0: it is. Yeah, see, different people have done the translation. Same thing with the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. Yeah, there's like different translations. That's another one. Um, that you know, before I got into a course in miracles, I read the Bhagavad Gita a couple times. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's to give you some perspective. He did the Bhagavad Gita and the Tao Te Ching. The, okay, so that yeah, that guy's that guy's good at it. You could tell because everything's so mystical as it should know. be. What's that? What uh, I think it's Stephen Mitch Stephen Mitchell. Stephen Mitchell. Your life in. Okay.
1: In
0: okay. And uh, I guess that's Byron Katie's husband. Interesting. Okay. Thank you, Anastasia. Okay. Yeah, I got people, <laughs> I got people in the know around me. Man, I love it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you so much. Um, so.
1: There's a rainbow sun
0: Hooray. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. You guys, it has been pouring around here for several days. And uh, you can see that there's sun coming in right now. and We got rain at the same time. So, yeah, we're in. It's, there. it's going to be there. over there. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Oh, well, thank you so much, everyone. I really had a good time today as usual. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back again next Monday. Um, look for me on the podcast. That's where my stuff is going. So Spotify, I heard I'm on Pandora. You said I'm on Pandora, right?
1: Really
0: or where are you? Because I thought Buzzsprout didn't have Pandora. Are you listening to me there? Or are you listening to me on Spotify?
1: Um, we'll check
0: right okay, because I post these audio to Buzzsprout, which puts them through all these different channels. I well,
1: we'll Wisdom
0: dialogues, Hope Johnson. Yeah, I I post them all there. Also, um, I just added four new oils on Miracle Botanicals that I'm super stoked about. One of them's musk um that's one that's that's pretty rare it's pretty hard to find it's a little bit expensive it's really good for making perfumes there we go. you I found me
1: it, i haven't put it in completely it can dial okay was good that good. spotify or on pandora.
0: pandora okay so you can find me on pandora oh, here. and i'm on Spotify. and and okay
1: like and
0: spotify oh yeah i got episodes i got episodes all right yep oh yeah Yeah. So yeah. Uh, apparently I'm on Pandora too. Yes, I saw
1: you.
0: I know. I can talk like a mopo apparently. It goes
1: back to November 15th, 2019. 2019?
0: Okay, I just started. (laughs) I'm just getting started. It's only 23. Yeah. 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 I get them, I get them posted right away too. Yeah, I'm going to come to, to, to Kona, Chayton. We'll get in touch. I'm going to come to Kona. We're going to hang out. Um, okay, four new essential oils. Musk. You can use this for, for making perfume kind of stuff. It really has a perfumey kind of aroma, only it's all totally natural. Um, it's also a, a, like aphrodisiac kind of thing, good for headaches. Um... And then there's there's a new juniper, a CO2 extracted juniper berry. Only the berries are taken. This uh, this juniper is so clean. I love it. You we, you guys, we can all those who are here in studio, we can all go st- sample these things after we get done. We have, uh, uh, yeah, we <laughs> all do a line. <laughs> I'll do a line of oils. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What else do I have? Um, what did I get? Oh, peanuts. I got peanut oil, you guys. Yeah. Peanut essential oil. Okay. So aroma wise, it smells like peanut. You can make chocolate, you can make chocolate (laughs) peanut butter stuff. (laughs) It's known to be super good for skin. So um, if you don't mind smelling like peanuts, you put it in skincare applications. Um, the main thing about it is linoleic acid. It's high in linoleic acid. I just love the aroma. I love the aroma of peanuts. So whatever you want to do with it, you can. Um, and then there's one more. Let me check what it is because I it's escaping me at the moment. Miracle Botanicals. Go to MiracleBotanicals.com. And click on new. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. It says new at the top. It'll show you my four most recent one. Oh, it's a CO2 German chamomile. This German chamomile is so beautiful. It comes out like a greenish blue color. And it's uh, again, just like an aroma of German chamomile um, that we haven't experienced before. So there's those new, four new ones. Also, if you're on Wisdom Dialogues right now, I'm going to give you a heads up that I'm going to be having a sale and it's probably going to be starting. Uh, the middle of next week. So, if you want to wait for that, you can get 20% off and um, you can try out those four new things. And we offer them in small sizes. So, small sizes, small prices, stuff like that. Um, check out miraclebotanicals.com. We have a, an amazing selection. I'm the one who packages up all the oils unless I'm out of town. Then, my husband is doing it then you don't get a personal note from me. But normally you do get a personal note from me because I'm here. I do it better. Thank you. (laughs) I love Tony. Yeah, we we love Tony. But sometimes I got to go out of town. And when I do that, he... Uh, he he takes care of it, and you know normally he does take care of bottling all the oils. He ta- he he keeps them bottled, and he keeps them stocked, and he loves them up in that way. And when people order, he puts them out on the counter for me. All I'm doing is making sure that your oils get into the correct package. I'm usually pretty good at it and, um, and I, I see your name and um, and I love you up and I and I send little blessings and prayers and also a sticker. so <laughs> so check us out miraclebotanicals.com. Also if you just want to donate, you can you can, you can donate. Um, I have cash app and it's, uh, hope Johnson seven there's dashes in there somewhere. Uh, (laughs) Hope dash Johnson dash seven. Maybe, I don't know. I think you see my picture come up on there. Um, so feel free to donate in that way. If you like, um, you can also hand me cash. Um, you, you can just go and order on miracle botanicals. That's also awesome. So, yay, everyone. I love you. And I'll be back again next Wednesday. If you have any questions in the meantime, uh, did I say uh, Monday? Thank you for correcting me on that. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) What am I thinking? Wednesday is when the Jesus revolution comes out. (laughs)
1: Get your guns ready. Yeah. You love
0: guns. (laughs) (laughs) it's not that kind of revolution (laughs) we used to we used to shout i bet i bet niall remembers too i got but niall remembers we used to shout it's a revolution for jesus we used to shout that and 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 that's who knows maybe that's what they're doing down in santa monica or something like that but it's great it's really fun to see and i'd love to see more of it there was a march in hawaii i'd be going to it uh, who knows? Maybe there, maybe one will pop up in Hawaii. Where we're just like doing a Jesus march, I mean, that's that's so great! <laughs> Yay, everyone! All right, so until next week, Mahalo, Aloha, I love you so much, Ahoi, Ho, Yay! Yay.